Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 201. I never thought we would own a rental property, especially one in Hawaii. Becoming a real estate mogul was never our plan. And yet here we find ourselves with not just one, but two properties in a different time zone that we are managing from afar. There are two Kutcher condos on Maui. And today I want to walk you through why we made the decision to invest and invest again, what our plan is for the future, how it's been renting out our property tips for running a great rental property. I'll break down the numbers and I'll share why we love real estate. Before we dive on in, today's review is from Judy Free and it's titled Obsessed. This is by far my favorite podcast. Every episode is filled with practical steps for success as well as inspiration to fuel my soul. I've recommended this podcast to my entire tribe of makers and boss babes because this is the best resource around. Thank you, Jenna, for pouring into our businesses. You are literally changing lives. This means so much to me, Judy. And if you guys are tuning in today and you want to help out the show, would you just take a quick screenshot of you listening to the Gold Digger podcast, post it up on social media and tag us so that we can connect with you and just see where you guys are from and what you're listening to. It seriously helps spread the word about Gold Digger and it's a really easy way to give back to us. I promise we're working really hard to create this content for you. So without further ado, let's dive on into the world of Airbnb. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts. Listen in on Honest Conversations and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. 
thank you to Poshmark for the gold digger love. Download the free Poshmark app and shop millions of closets for great deals on the brands you love. Poshmark is giving gold digger listeners $5 off your first purchase. Use the code gold digger five when you sign up. Download the free Poshmark app and enter gold digger five. Today's episode is powered by Capella University. Capella University's award-winning learning format, FlexPath, allows you to run your business, live your life, and earn your degree. Schedule your courses, set your own deadlines, and with FlexPath's subscription model, the faster you move, the more money you save. Try FlexPath firsthand with Capella's free trial course at capella.edu slash Jenna. Two years ago, a dream came true. I had a vision of Drew and I spending a month in one place other than where we lived, resting and stepping away from work. And it was the first time ever in my entire business that I took a true sabbatical. A year earlier, we had fallen in love with Maui. And instead of going somewhere new, we wanted to go back because we had done all of those touristy things that were the must-haves. And we just wanted to live there and relax. I mean, if you've ever been to the island, you know it just like steals a piece of your heart and you dream about it pretty much every day. (laughs) We booked this tiny little studio apartment on Airbnb and planned our getaway. The place was absolutely nothing fancy, but it was perfect for the month. Now, before you think, oh, it must be so nice to spend a month on an island, we had to make a ton of sacrifices to make this happen. Let's rewind a little bit to share where this vision came from. I was at this workshop speaking, and whenever I go to speak at workshops, I always try to attend as many other talks as I can because trust me, I need to be inspired too. And I remember sitting down and my friend Shanna Skidmore, who was on this podcast, was talking about like, what does success look like for you? Is it a certain number? Is it the way you spend your time? And I remember writing down this vision for our lives that included children and traveling for a month out of the year and just really making rest a priority. And I realized like, I don't have to wait to have kids to make this happen. I don't have to wait until I have a million dollar year to make this a possibility. And so Shanna challenged us to really look at that goal and then to do the research and figure out how much does that actually cost? And when I sat down and I costed the whole thing out for plane tickets and rental car and an Airbnb, it honestly wasn't that much more expensive than our 10-day vacation had been the year before. I mean, we weren't going on helicopter tours or whale-watching boat rides. We just wanted to be there. And so it got my wheels turning, but there was one huge catch. (laughs) In order to go for an entire month, Drew had to quit his 9-to-5 job. That's kind of a big catch, right? And so I really started to push him to make moves towards starting his own business. I mean, what better motivation could there be than saying, if you do this, we can go live on an island for a month? Now, the year leading up to this sabbatical, we worked really hard. We saved our money, we planned out the trip, and we made sure that we were able to step away from the businesses that we had built. Now, 
One thing that I love about this business is that it's afforded me so many opportunities, but it also has been able to kind of give back to my family. I think there's nothing more beautiful than building something that not just serves you, but serves others. And so my parents are kind of bucket list people. And mom, I know you're listening to this show, but don't get mad at me. But I feel like sometimes they live in the someday type mentality. And they're getting better. I promise. I'm pushing them out of their shell more. And I mean, they're just brilliant people as well. But I remember thinking, wouldn't it be cool to have my parents come out to Hawaii? Because Hawaii had been on their someday list for a long time. And so I told them, I said, if I pay for your plane tickets, would you guys come out to the island while we're there? I think you guys really deserve it. I'd love to do this for you. And they obviously said yes. And so Towards the end of our vacation, Drew and I had already been there for a few weeks. We had just fallen in love with the island and the life that we had out there. My parents came along and it kind of started as a joke, which I'm realizing is a trend in my life. You know, a joke with this underlying current of maybe. And we talked to my parents and we said, you know, we really want to do this every year. Like this has been so good for us, for our marriage, for our sanity, just to take a step away from business and to relax. And we love Maui. And so we had talked to my parents and we said, you know, what would it look like if we bought a condo? Like, I wonder if we could rent it out. I wonder if people would come. What would it be like to own a piece of island life? And my parents over the years with my crazy ideas have begun to just subscribe to the things that come out of my mouth. And so my parents were like, well, that sounds awesome. And I mean, I think selfishly so too. They're like, sweet, we might have a place to come visit on the island. And so while my parents were in town, we were just kind of driving up and down the road between their hotel and where we were staying. And there was all these open house signs. And so my dad just pulls a quick U-turn and we go into an open house. It was for a studio apartment. It was definitely super, super small and not exactly what we were envisioning, but it kind of got the wheels turning. So as we were driving to the beach that day, I was on my phone and I pulled up Zillow and I started looking at different properties. And there was so much I didn't know about island property. And so I inquired about one and within about five minutes, a realtor called and he set up some showings for us for the following day. Talk about moving quick, right? I mean, I think they're used to it because vacationers get this idea and then they have a limited amount of days to make a decision. And so the following day, we went and saw a few different units and we saw the one that eventually became the Kutcher condo. Now, the unit was owned by a very sweet old couple who had unfortunately passed away, and their children were now the owners, and they wanted nothing to do with it. And so they wanted to sell their little slice of the island, and we were super interested. On the island, you have to move pretty quickly, and so within about a day, we had put in an offer. Now, to give you a little bit of perspective, our 600-square-foot Hawaii condo cost more than the entire home that we owned in Wisconsin on a river, and it was shocking. And I have learned to make very calculated risks in my life and in my business, but my husband, on the other hand, is the more cautious one. We definitely balance each other out. And so I remember that day we were driving and I was like, should we do it? Like I felt this like pit in my stomach, which was either excitement or nerves or a mix of both. 
And I could tell that Drew was feeling pressure, not just from me, but from my parents as well. We were all in. We were super excited about it. And here my sweet husband was like, what are we doing? This is crazy. And like many other times in our life and in our marriage, I said, babe, you just have to trust me. So him and I went to our favorite coffee shop on the island, and I brought a piece of paper and a pen, and I started to write down all of the numbers. I ran the numbers, and we were at a place financially where we had been saving pretty much every dollar that was coming in, and so we were able to pay cash for the condo. And so I knew we wouldn't have to take out lending or have a mortgage. And I also knew that within eight years' time, based on my predictions, everything would become profit. We would pay off that initial investment. And at the age of 38, everything beyond that would be profit. And so we put in our offer and we actually ended up getting to an accepted offer. And when we closed on our condo, we weren't even on the island. Now, fast forward to today, it's over a year since we bought our first condo and we actually recently closed on a second Kutcher condo. I'll fill you in more about that decision, but it's in the same complex, just the next building over. And we bought it from a really sweet couple, Bob and Carol, who owned it for 18 years. Now, I never never in a million years ever thought that real estate would become a part of my business or our lives. And yet it's been one of the most fun pieces of what we're currently doing. Not only do we own real estate on an island, but we get to share that with our followers and our fans and create a space that allows people to rest. And it's been a theme in our lives for as long as I can remember, either lack of rest or desire for rest or actually resting, which doesn't happen often enough. But we have really enjoyed that. And we get so many questions about what it's like to own a property and how do we get into it. And so let me just dive on in. So things that you want to consider before buying a rental property are location. Is it in a place that people visit? Are there successful rentals in that area? Is it a desirable location? Would rentals have to be seasonal? Is it a place that you yourself want to visit? And then you want to look at the type of property. Is it a condo? Are there HOA fees? Who does property maintenance? Is it a standalone home? What do the taxes look like? Next, you want to think about budget. What are you willing to spend? How long will it take you to earn that investment back? Is it worth spending more in order to get a bigger space where more people can rent it? And then work. How much work needs to be done before you can rent it out? Will work increase the amount you can charge as a rental? How long will it take to complete the work? When can the work be performed? Tenants, do you want short-term or long-term rentals? How will you screen people before they stay there? How do you plan to protect the space? Rates, what will you charge? What are comparable rentals listed at? What is the occupancy rate? What are the high seasons and the low seasons and how does that impact your profits? And marketing, how will you market this space? Will you use Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway? Are you going to create a separate booking system? Do you have any audiences that you can currently leverage? Now, we also had to learn a lot about Hawaiian laws, like the fact that we have to have a property manager on island, 
We have to find cleaners. We have to work with our HOA to ensure that everything was transferred over to us. And overall, we were able to use referrals from our amazing realtor who we've worked with now twice. And we found a manager that was willing to work with us in the way that we saw best for the property. So when it came to renting it out, we had a few different options. We could have a rental management company do everything for us. So they would manage bookings, communicate with guests, and be on call for any needs. They would then take a cut of our income as a payment. Now, the units that we're in are short-term rental only, meaning that they are just for vacationers. So people privately own them, but it is recognized as a short-term rental place, meaning that it almost operates as a hotel. So we had the option to use the office that's on site, and they would fill up our unit based on their requests But we didn't want to go that route because one, they would take a cut of our profits, but two, nothing was guaranteed because as a request comes in, they just fill up an available unit. So there's no guarantee how often your unit would be rented out. So we wanted to manage the booking and communicate with our guests because we wanted to give them a great experience. Our entrepreneurial experience has shown that being in contact with guests, they wanted access to us and we wanted to make sure we had that. But our on-island manager handles scheduling the cleaners, managing any maintenance needs, and they serve as our person who is on-island and on-call. Now, the option we chose gave us the highest profit margins while also giving us peace of mind and less to coordinate on our end. And we lucked out with our amazing property manager because we really like him and we love to see him when we go and visit. And we think we're pretty easy to work with. I don't know. Hopefully he thinks so. Drew was willing to take on the majority of the work when it comes to bookings. So basically, he logs into Airbnb daily, sends out all communication to our guests. He has a spreadsheet based on time of arrival, time of departure, and when the condo will be cleaned and flipped for the next guest. And then he serves as a point person as people plan their trips. Now, I also love to chime on in with recommendations and say hello to our guests since so many Many of them are followers and fans of ours. We also created, in Jennifer style, an entire website for our condo and a separate Instagram handle. I know, I'm a freak. But the website, thekutchercondo.com, serves not only as a place for people to check out our space, but it also shares all of our favorite things about Maui. So we often get asked by people for recommendations, whether it's adventures, restaurants, beaches, activities. And we wanted to just have one landing page for when people ask us for what our favorites are. And so it's been so fun to put it all together with a beautiful branded website because duh, I'm like a freak when it comes to branding. And of course, we run our Instagram handle, which has over 17,000 followers, which is crazy. I mean, a condo has that many followers. But we love to just have this space where our guests can tag us when they stay with us. And we can kind of share what's going on in our world. 
Now, when it came to designing the space, we ran into a lot of surprises. So the condo that we bought had good bones. It's a very like vintage development. So the buildings are pink. The roofs are like turquoise. We kind of love that. But there was a lot of things that we weren't quite expecting. So while the bones of the unit were good, we still ran into a lot of surprises. So number one, it's really hard to find things that ship to the island. So you're more confined to a certain few websites and anything that is available on the island itself. So instead of being able to shop at all the normal places I shop at, we were getting to the point where we would pick something out, we'd get it in the cart and we'd put in the zip code and then they'd be like, sorry, we don't go there. Shipping was also a little sketchy too because we couldn't really have things land at our condo when we weren't there. So we had to ship everything to our manager, which was actually hilarious because I was like, hey, we're ordering just a few things. Can we send them to your house? And then he sent me a photo the next day of a tower of boxes that was taller than him. And he was like, what are you ordering? And then we had to get it to our unit and up the stairs, which was a process, but we made it. Now, also, not a lot of things are done to code in Hawaii. So we had some really interesting discoveries with plumbing, electrical, the angles of our building and how everything was laid out. And our contractors that we were hiring were really unreliable, which added to the stress and the budget of our upgrades. I mean, think about it. They have the option to go surfing or go to work. Like, what would you choose? And so we were so used to people showing up when they said they would. And it was just so frustrating because when we flew down there, we had 10 days to flip the space and people weren't showing up. And we were like, what are we going to do? Like, this has to be done in 10 days or we can't even rent it out. Now, we worked with my friend Emily from Crisp Interiors. She's been on the podcast, which was the biggest blessing in the world. Emily had taken a course of mine. She saw that we bought the condo and she extended an amazing offer, which we talk about in her episode. And so she helped us plan this cohesive space without breaking the bank. And she was the ultimate sourcer when it came to getting things from Target and finding things on Island at Pier 1 and things like that to make the space beautiful. Beautiful and functional and super, super simplistic. And lastly, we had to choose things that would last a long time or be easily replaced and more neutral items that would make for a minimal rental space, but something that still felt like home. And so we had to really be wise about our purchases and say, like, what do we want to splurge on? What are we going to go a little cheaper on, but we'll probably have to replace? You really have to stock up on extras like towels and sheets and bedding so that you can prepare and have multiples of everything so that your cleaners or if you're cleaning it yourself can flip the space quickly for the next guests. Now, we also wanted to incorporate a few things that reminded people that we, Jenna and Drew, were the owners of the condo. And so we included two photos of us. And then I went a little overboard with the branding and got things like branded pillows and mugs and a surfboard with our logo on it. Those little personal touches, along with some of our drone shots, made it really fun for us to stay in, but also neutral enough for guests while reminding them that like two real hardworking humans own the space. 
Because we've stayed at Airbnbs and they're totally just entirely bare. There's no personality there. But we knew that a lot of people that were going to stay with us, they knew who we were. or They had followed our journey. We wanted to remind them kindly, like, this is our home too, without it being in your face. And so I think we found the balance with that. Remember when the only way to earn your college degree was sitting in a classroom, putting in two or four or more years of work in a lecture hall with little time for anything else, especially running a business? Gold Diggers with Capella University's FlexPath learning format, you can pursue your degree on your schedule with your own deadlines and even at your own cost. This award-winning learning format is ideal for entrepreneurs because you can schedule your courses and set your own deadlines around your life. FlexPath gives you the freedom and flexibility to move through the courses at your own speed. That means you can still run your business and still live your life all while earning your degree. And with the subscription-based tuition model, the faster you move through the courses, the more money you'll save. It's a built-in motivator. Capella University is reshaping education so you can really live and learn. I'm so excited that Capella is offering the Gold Digger audience a free FlexPath trial course so you can see for yourselves. Try it at capella.edu slash Jenna. That's capella.edu slash Jenna. Major shout out to Poshmark for supporting Gold Digger. With the free Poshmark app, you can score big deals on clothing, shoes, and accessories for women, men, and kids. Scrolling the app is like shopping thousands of closets. I just favorited a new with tags wool parka from J. Crew, listed for $150 less than its retail price. I found so many good deals on lightly used handbags, vintage items, cozy new without tag sweaters from major brands, and oh my goodness, I swear I found the cutest little Canada Goose baby snow suit, brand new for 25% less than what it costs in stores. I can already picture Baby Kutcher peeking out from that big warm hood on a snowy Minnesota day. I love that you can make the seller an offer and get an even better deal. Poshmark makes it really easy to list your own items too, so you can cash in on the clothes that you don't wear anymore. And shipping is fast and simple. Poshmark is giving Gold Digger listeners $5 off your first purchase. Use the code GOLDDIGGER5 when you sign up. Download the free Poshmark app and enter the code GOLDDIGGER5. So let's talk about the profitability breakdown. So we have been super fortunate to use our platforms partnered with beautiful images to get our properties seen and rented on Airbnb. Now we love Airbnb. It's been just a really great platform. They are amazing when it comes to screening people and collecting payments. They make everything so easy on us. Our overall occupancy rate or the percentage of days that were booked out for the year is 90% and even closer to 95%, which is pretty insane. And we have plans to continue to get that as close to 100% as possible. So we are really, really booked. This is part of the reason why we ended up buying a second unit is we're like, we are so booked. It's almost hard for us to get there. We haven't had any like open weeks to gift to our family or friends. And we knew there's proof in what's happened for us that we could make a second unit 
also work for us. And so we're also able to charge a little bit higher rates because our space is so full and we have people who want to specifically stay at our place because it's ours. So there is kind of this quote it factor. And I kind of want to punch myself in the face when I say that, but there are people that are really interested that they want to support us and stay in our space. And so it kind of allows us with the laws of supply and demand to charge a little bit more than the average rental in our area. Now, because we were able to pay cash for both of our condos, which has been such a blessing, with our first purchase, it literally drained our bank account. Like we were actually down to pennies and it was very stressful. I just remember thinking like, I'm going to eat ramen noodles for the rest of my life, but I guess we own a condo in Hawaii. But it also like lit a fire under my butt and made me work so hard to get another product out to launch in order to help recover our costs. And so it was the first time in a while that I really felt strapped and it really made me get creative in my business. It was kind of an amazing challenge. Now, right now, we have been profitable every single month of owning the condo, and we're on pace to have the condo break us even from that investment, and then every penny would be profits within eight years. So my predictions at the coffee shop when we put in our offer were very accurate, and I ran the numbers in the best way I knew how, which is so awesome. So knowing that we could be under 40 and making an income from this property was a huge incentive for us. After a full year of ownership, so we started talking about a second unit. Right now, we're in this space where we're just saving a lot of money and figuring out where to best invest it. And so we were so booked up that people were getting really disappointed that they couldn't get our condo for their vacations. And so we already knew how to run a unit. We already knew what our profits could look like and how popular our space had become. And we weren't in this like major rush to purchase, but we were definitely open to the idea of getting another space. And we knew we wanted to stay in the same complex just for overall ease and the ability to offer two options for our guests. And so we had been kind of watching the market. A few different units had gone up for sale, but they were either overpriced or they needed a ton of work done, neither of which we were on board with. And we had worked with our financial planner and our accountants and knew that if one hit the market, we could be ready to act. And that was huge because the market has been absolutely crazy since we purchased. So we had this automatic email notification set up for when a unit was listed And the day I found the second one, I got an email about a new unit going up. There were no pictures to the unit. And so I texted our realtor and just said, hey, I'm seeing that another unit is going up. Do you have any info on it? And he said, yeah, I have some inside scoop. Let me see if I can get over there before they do their open house. And so within three hours, we had to put in an offer. And within the next day, we had negotiated terms. But the market is so hot right now that they were going to have multiple offers and it'd become a bidding war. And we just didn't even want to deal with that. And we also wrote a really nice letter to Bob and Carol, just sharing our story about Hawaii, how it's been such a precious place. And plans that we had for the profits and what we wanted to do with that and what kind of space we wanted to create. And so we ended up getting that second unit. We had never seen it. We didn't get to be there for things like the inspection or closing date. So it felt very unmonumental. Like we went to the bank, we wired the money and we signed documents and 
that was that. Like now we own a second one. When we purchased it, we also ended up purchasing into the agreement all of the bookings that Bob and Carol had made, which meant that we were booked out for the next six months at much lower rates than we charge. But we wanted to make sure that everyone that had secured that condo with Bob and Carol were treated really well. And we matched the rates in order to do that. But we're so excited because we just got back from renovating it and making it our own. And so it's been such a project. Now, one thing I want to touch on, because I've gotten asked about it a lot, and I just want to make sure people are aware. So in Hawaii, there's actually a housing crisis going on. And we did a ton, a ton, a ton of research about what was happening, how we could not further the problem, but how we could create a solution. And so what's happening is that a lot of people are realizing you can make profits on Airbnb. And so instead of offering up their condos, apartments, or homes as long-term rentals for the residents of Hawaii, they're instead turning them into vacation rentals because they can make more money, which means that for local Hawaiians, it's actually quite expensive to live there. And so when we made purchasing decisions, we made really smart decisions. So we made sure we bought at a short-term rental only condo because we wanted to make sure we weren't taking away an opportunity for a local to live. So where we purchased our condo, it is only vacation rentals. And so it kind of gave us peace of mind that we're not contributing to the problem. We've also done a lot, a lot, a lot of research on who we can support on the island, who are locals that we can hire to help us with contracting, to help us with management, to help us with cleaning. And we want to make sure that we're pouring money back into that local economy. We also, of course, pay our taxes and make sure we do all of that. And while we're on island, we are a huge part of the community. So we have a gym there. We have a church there. We go volunteer at the Humane Society. We're part of the food shelf. And we just want to make sure that we're contributing to the overall economy and not taking away from it. And so no matter where you purchase a property, do a lot of research because Airbnbs can be an incredible, incredible business avenue but you also want to be aware of what the economic state is in the area that you're buying and just how you can help support that local economy and not take away from opportunities for the people who live there. So when we opened up our first Airbnb, I found myself Googling and on Pinterest trying to figure out like what are the top things you need to do in order to run a successful Airbnb. And so number one, and this is what I compiled because I couldn't find any great resources, is go beyond the basics. So we love to stay at Airbnbs whenever we travel. Now it's really fun because it's almost like a research experiment for us. But we've been to a lot of them and most of them just have the basics. And we wanted to do a little bit more than that. And so we asked ourselves, what things do we wish we had when we were on the island? You know, the stuff that can't easily fit into your suitcase. And so we stocked up our place with all the beach needs, including an umbrella, two fold out chairs, a little mini cooler, beach towels, beach mats, sand toys, a beach bag, snorkels. We even have sunscreen and aloe vera. And we want to help our guests save money on their vacation. And it allows us to share some extras that will make their stay more easy and enjoyable. 
Another thing that I was serious about was not skimping on cheap linens or bedding. If you've ever stayed somewhere and you can just tell that they use no fabric softener and your skin is just gritty. And so there's nothing worse than getting to a place and finding like an uncomfortable bed or terrible pillows. And so while we were on the island, I stumbled into this place, Karaloa, which is an incredible island shop that sells bamboo sheets and towels and robes. And so we got all of those for the condo. So honestly, our sheets of the condo are nicer than the ones in our home. Number two, communicate clearly. Like communication is huge. You want your guests to feel valued, understood, and then equip them to have the best time ever. We sat down and created really thoughtful message templates that help communicate how they can enter the building, where they should park, how to check in and check out. And we made sure to get their flight info so that we know when they arrive on the island and when they're likely to check into the unit. It's also awesome to just check in with your guests to see if they need any recommendations or ideas while visiting. We created this beautiful guest book for our condo so our guests can see our island photos and feel like they know us while leaving a little message about their stay. It is literally my favorite thing when we get back on island to just read through the guest book and to hear from our guests. On top of that, we have a little quick fact sheet and a booklet out upon arrival so that all the important information is laminated for our guests and easily available should they need any help. We understand that checking into a new place can be confusing or complicated, and so we wanted to make the process as easy as possible. So not only do we email out all that information to our guests, but we also decided to streamline the process. We installed a slage lock on our door. It's basically just one of those electronic locks, and so our guests can use a simple key code to access our place without fumbling around with a lockbox or dealing with keys that can be easily lost in the sand. And it also allows us to give our cleaner and our manager personal codes. And we can see on our app who is entering the building and when. And the most amazing thing is, is that you can access all the info on your phone. So I can make sure our place is secure. I can know who's going in and out. We can even unlock it from our phone, which is pretty cool and just great for peace of mind. I also think you want to create an experience online. So when you browse Airbnb, there are a ton of places that all kind of look the same. And so when we were brainstorming the design for our space, we wanted something really clean, super minimal, while still feeling comfortable and at home. And so we blew up our own personal drone photos. We hung them on the walls for art. We leave a signed photo for each guest of one of our drone shots who visits us and leave a bottle of wine out for them to enjoy. I also took the time to style images of our place in a unique way so that it felt lived in and enjoyed, but still beautiful instead of just feeling like a bland home tour. And then we shot a drone photo of the beach by our place to capture the attention when people are scrolling the app and looking at images because we wanted to set the stage and tell a story beyond just the building. Incorporating items like branded pillows, branded coffee mugs, heck, the logo on the surfboard. I know I made our condo a logo. It's embarrassing, but hey. 
And I also knew I wanted to put together a place to share about our Hawaii home and our favorite beach spots, adventures, and restaurants. So with our website and our Instagram account, people can fall in love with our space beyond the platform it's hosted on. So we wanted to have something just beyond the Airbnb profile. It's totally not necessary. I think my biggest tip is to have really great photos because photos sell the space. And so we made sure to take the time to take really great images of the condo. If you are not a photographer yourself, I would totally recommend hiring somebody to come in and do it because I really believe it helps you command higher rates. But we love having that experience online and just having a single place to point people to, to hear more about the island and to hear more about us and to see our space. Number four, have an awesome team. One of the scariest parts of getting our place was figuring out who's going to manage it and what that's going to look like, especially because we live so far away. And so for many places on the island, the building that you're in can manage your place for you and take a percentage of your profits. But we wanted to be more hands-on and host people that felt more like friends and family, even if they were just strangers. So with our on-island rep, they help manage cleaning and maintenance and we handle the bookings. We have really done a good job just coordinating all of that. And so not only are we able to screen our own guests, but we're not giving up a huge percentage of our income because we're taking on that piece of things. We also interviewed a few cleaners on the island based off of our manager's recommendation. And we found an amazing husband and wife team who treat our space like their own and make sure it is perfect for each incoming guest. And then we also found a father-son duo who do incredible maintenance work and they show up on time every time. And they have been some of the most awesome people to work with. And so being on an island recommendations can make all the difference. So if you have any connections, pay attention because all of this happened just because our realtor connected us to our manager who connected us to our cleaners and maintenance team. And then lastly, number five, have fun with it. Like we wanted our place to be fun and feel like home. And so we included items like a Bose Bluetooth speaker, a few board games, a bar cart, a Roku, so people could access their Netflix and have TV shows. And we wanted to under-promise and over-deliver for our guests while being reasonable that most days people are just going to be at the beach enjoying the island. I mean, I still can't believe that we own a place on Maui and now two places. It's pretty incredible and it's such a gift. And we want to enjoy our time here just as much as our guests do. So we like to block off time for us to come to the island, to make improvements on the condo, to rest and relax and recharge. And we're always looking at how we can make the experience even better for our guests and what we would want in a place ourselves. Now, owning a rental property can be a lot of work, but just like all things in business, you can systemize, you can create templates, you can build a team. Are you guys sensing a trend in the way that I run my business? It's not as hard as it might feel to run a successful Airbnb. We were shocked when we got back after five months away how awesome our place still looked. And it felt just like we had left it, even though over 20 guests had enjoyed it between the times that we were there. And since we have such a great team supporting us and incredible guests who respect that we own and pay for and care about our space, we have had such an incredible experience hosting and sharing our slice of the island with others. And it's simply a joy to be able to open our doors and welcome people in. 
Now, our plans for condo number two are really similar to the first one. And I'm just so excited that we have it all ready to go. It's available to rent. And we got to spend time enjoying it ourselves. And so our first trip as a family of three is going to be for the entire month of February. We're holding fast to our sabbatical plans. And we're going to do a full month with baby Kutch at our favorite place. We figure if we don't start our kiddo young, we might never go. If you guys have any plane tips for traveling with a new born, let us know. Drew's planning on being a stay-at-home dad, running the condos, and then still working with a limited amount of clients with the Kutcher Method. And so when we look forward, what are our real estate goals? Well, we love having two condos in Hawaii. We also fully own our home mortgage-free. So right now we're happy and content owning and managing three properties. But that isn't to say that we won't continue to invest in real estate in the future. It's definitely been a learning curve, but one that we sincerely are excited about and one that we truly, truly enjoy. As I think about our time on the island and just how this dream evolved from simply going on vacation to taking a sabbatical to buying a condo and running it, it has been such a journey, but it's been such a blessed one. And after sharing our space with almost 100 guests in just a little over a year, it's just been amazing to be able to share what we love with others and to create a space that inspires others to rest. If you're curious about more, head to thekutchercondo.com. There is a link that will take you to our Airbnb profiles. You can check out how we photograph this space, how we talk about it. And of course, if you need a place to stay on Maui, we would absolutely love to host you. We are at the Kutcher Condo on Instagram and would love to hear from you as well. Maybe you can tag your favorite favorite person, your spouse, your partner, your mom, whoever, and convince them that Maui is calling because guess what? It is. And if anything, if you just need Hawaii recommendations, thecutcherkondo.com has all of our favorites. So I hope that today's episode just gives you a little bit of insight into our real estate investments and why we chose to do them and how we support the Maui community. And we're just so excited that we get to enjoy time on the island each and every year in a space that we own own. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.